listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Roll do. Stanley nursing him around the last turn. Surely he'll launch up the straight though. Here now is his ideal running on with the challenge and Mark Dead on the pegs. Now Rock and Roll do goes after Major Meister who's still four metres in front. Mark Dead on the inside behind those Jillaby Sylvester but Major Meister in front and the Sydney boys have done it again. Cameron Hart and Jason Grimson. Major Meister bolted in by eight metres. That was a group one cram and pacing cup. No surprise there. Major Meister was rock solid in the market. $3.40. Mac Dan was a $6 chance and Rock and Roll Do was brave. $3.10 favourite. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He's two for two, Major Meister, since being under the care of Jason Grimson. And uh, it was a quantum leap in grade for him there on the weekend, but he handled it easily, taking that group one feature. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. There's some big Victorian Cup features coming up uh, just in the new year. Uh, Ballarat Cup could be an obvious target, maybe even a race like the Hunter Cup as well. It'll be interesting to see which way they go with him, but uh, he looks pretty good so far. He does indeed. Our first guest is with us, Darren Garrard. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to get you on, and I want you to wear your Botra hat this morning. You are the president of Botra, and we draw to the end of 2022. There's a, a lot that's been happening, and there's a lot that is going to happen in 2023. So it's a it's a busy time for Queensland harness racing. Yeah, Chris, it certainly is. So uh, I think it'll be a very happy time too. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about Norwell with you. Uh, the the announcement has been made by Racing Queensland. That is going to be the new home for harness racing in the state. So midway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. As the Botra president, what were your thoughts on that announcement? Are you comfortable with that announcement? Yeah, Chris, very comfortable. It's just um, good to see that uh, Racing Queensland's um, doing something for, for us. And uh, it's a new complex, a training complex, which we badly need. And I can only see it benefiting harness racing in Queensland. The fact that we're going to have uh, on-course stabling so people will be able to train their horses on course uh, is a, a, a big shot in the arm. Uh, and, and that's so crucial given, you know, the price of uh, properties, uh, the, the upkeep of properties. Uh, you know, it's not getting any cheaper. So this is a, a perfect opportunity for people to, to stay engaged in harness racing and be involved. Yes, exactly, Chris. You're 100% right. It's just um, it's a win-win for everybody. What about the track size? I've been canvassing a lot of people in recent times following the announcement. Uh, and, you know, naturally, it's creating plenty of debate. Uh, what size track would be ideal for the new complex? What are your thoughts on that, Darren? I would like to see something different, maybe a 1,200-metre track with a chute. Um, yeah, I just think it would be something different. But if... Um, if the engineers can't um, do that, well, then I think, um, you know, a state-of-the-art 1,000-metre track, I think, is um, suffice. Okay. Just on that 1,200-metre track with a shoot, Tim Butt was one that was all for that, that concept last week when we spoke with Tim. Do you think it 
it can work, a 1,200-metre track with a chute? Definitely. Definitely. They can do um, thoroughbred tracks with chutes. Um, we come out of a chute when we start, when they do grass track racing at um, Kilcoy. Um, yeah, I think it's it's um, something that can definitely be done. Okay. What about the possibility, if we do go with a thousand metre track, just having 10 off the front row, do you see any benefits in just having 10 off the front row? Used to, uh, as it used to be like at Albion Park, just one one line behind the gate, no second row runners. So is that is that possible? That's, that's a definite, Chris. Like, Albion Park was no better than what it was when it was 10 off the front. I um I raced there. I um worked for Stewie Dixon and he rode we were racing there and it was just ten off the front and ideal. Absolutely ideal. One of the other benefits yeah, one of the other benefits that people have told me by going back to that ten off the front row, uh behind the mobile, it eliminates uh, a lot of false starts because by and large, a lot of the false starts nowadays is when something gallops and then checks something off the second row. So you're eliminating right. or largely eliminating that fact. And um, it, it just seems like there's going to be a lot more consistency as far as the starts are concerned. Correct. Well, when we did start 10 off the front, like the horse gallop, you went without them. It was simple as that, unless there was a, a gear malfunction. But other than that, it was just no one got held up. It was just, you know, where you went and, you know, there was, there was times when if you drew 10 and you could lead, you still got were able to lead, or if you drew five, it just I just think it was the fairest way for every horse in the race. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Will Botcher have some sort of input with Racing Queensland on, on track size and, and what's likely to be built there at Norwell? Well, I think the whole participants will have, you know, it'll be put out to the participants and um, they, everyone will get a say. You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, there'll be no one that doesn't get a say. Are, are people starting to voice their opinions now, Darren? Oh, uh, not at this stage, but I think from listening to your show, etc., I think, you know, most of them are a 1,000 metre tracks and there's a couple of 1,200 metres. Um, you know, that's sort of thing. Like, it's 2026, you know, <laughs> we're competing with the Greyhounds now because they run short races and that sort of thing. You know, by 2030, if we've got a track with the shoot, we might be able to run quicker races and just just be a bit um, diverse, I think, and, and keep the punters interested. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting, no doubt about that. Mm. So more announcements are forthcoming in the new year, obviously. Yes, that's correct. Okay. One of the other issues, and I want to get your thoughts, just as the as the Botra president, uh, the race timing. Um, any thoughts on that at the moment? Just for the the length of a meeting, is there any sort of uh, talk amongst participants about you know how long it takes to run a race meeting nowadays? Oh, I think participants are are concerned about it, and um, you know, but unfortunately, I've looked and I've researched Victoria, New South Wales, and a lot of us are now harness racing with 35 to 40 minutes between races and unfortunately we're controlled by from what I've been told we're controlled by Sky Channel as the Sky Channel do everyone's race times so 
We're all chasing revenue. We're all chasing the punter, and we're virtually um, being put where um, Sky Channel wants us to go. Okay, so it'll remain as it is, you know, for the foreseeable future. In the short term, but we're all going to, you know, we're still going to keep complaining about it and and putting it up. You know, I'd like to see 25 minutes between races. But as I said, you know, Victoria and Victoria has the same problem. New South Wales has the same problem. You're out of race. You can be out of race meeting for up to eight hours during the day. It's just 25 crazy. minutes. Is that is that achievable? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. You know, if we design this new right. track correctly and we don't have parade rings and that sort of thing, we still allow public access to the horses as they're coming on onto the track, etc. We don't, you know, we're just straight on the track. So you come off and back out with the next race virtually. Okay. Rather than, okay. you know, 40 Fair minutes point. between races, you've got to be in a parade ring 20 minutes before, and then you've got to be on the track 10 minutes before, and then you seem to be walking around in the behind the mobile for another five or six minutes. It just seems to take forever. But, as I said, we have no control over that at the moment. Okay. All right. Uh, the other thing, uh, across the weekend, the Bottry Young Drivers Championship wrapped up. A uh, little bit different the format this year. We went with Rickliffe on the Wednesday night, Albion Park Friday afternoon, wrapped up on Sunday at Marburg. Uh, were you happy with the series for this year? Uh, truthfully, no. I would have liked to have seen it start maybe at Marburg the Sunday before and then go to Redcliffe and then to Albion Park the Friday night and then finish on the Metropolitan night like it normally has, just to, you know, give the young drivers that don't get exposure a bit more exposure. Um, but, you know, we'll sit down and talk about it with with um, David Brick and that and see if we can do it bigger and better next year. Don't get me wrong, Sunday was a great day. There was a good crowd. There was plenty of people screaming over the fence, you know. So it was very good. It was, you know, it worked out great, but I think we can do better. Sure. The young drivers seem to, you know, really pump themselves up for this series year after year. Yeah, they do, Chris. I think they um, they look forward to it. I think they were very concerned. Well, we didn't know when it was going to be run this year. And racing Queensland, you know, they they put it on for them anyway. But yeah, as I said, you know, we can do it a lot better. Okay. Which I hope, Zach Chapman came out can. on. Yep, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and we'll uh, see what happens next year. Zach yeah. Chapman came out on top, and that's the second time he's been able to win this, so uh, he's done really well there. Dead Heat second, Justin Elkins, Luke Whitaker, and your young fella, Angus, running in fourth. We spoke with Angus last week, Mr. 500. Just, you know, on a personal note, uh, you would have been very, very proud last week when Captain Nemo brought up win number 500 for him. Yeah, definitely, Chris. He's... Um... He's worked very hard to get where he is, and we just hope he can stay there and keep working hard and keep achieving. All right. Excellent um, stuff. Hey, Darren, really well. appreciate the time today. We'll see you trackside, and uh, Merry Christmas. You too, Chris, and to Steve and everyone at Port Cowley. Yeah, thanks for that, Darren. Darren Garrard joining us. Let's hope we can find a few winners now. Chris, at this program this afternoon, Racetrack Ralphie. He's online with us. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. You need to be Santa Claus. You need to uh, tip us into a winner to uh, really uh, boost our spirits for the uh, the rest of the week. So what have you come up with today? 
but I think it's going to be double down time. And uh, we just missed out last week with uh, Heaven in Loxley, but I think we can, uh, uh, I would, you know, go back again today and race seven, number one, Heaven in Loxley. We just missed out, as I said, when Regulus snuck up uh, on the inside to claim victory. And uh, Heaven and Loxley have drawn to lead again this week. Uh, his main uh, his main danger is probably going to be his ex stable mate Leticia, and he's just going to have the snipers roll throughout. But uh, Evan and Loxley is going super. He's drawn perfectly and looks every chance to to add to our Christmas stocking. We'll take the tip. Race seven, number one. So we're going to double down after last week, and Evan uh, and Loxley's the go again today. Yep, that's it. Evan and Loxley, race seven, number one. And Merry Christmas to all. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe Ralphie. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay. Thanks, Chris. So there's Racetrack Ralphie, race seven, number one, Heaven and Loxley. He was with that runner last week, just got pipped on the post, but he expects him to go one better today, Steve. So race seven, number one. Hey, Steve, just some news coming through, just on a couple of our headline acts as far as harness racing is concerned. Copy that one again on Friday night at Auckland. His next start's going to be on New Year's Eve, and then it's likely that he'll come across to Australia and target some big races like the Ballarat Cup, Hunter Cup as well. He, he's absolutely flying at the moment, so uh, uh, that'll be interesting to see him back on Aussie soil again. Copy that. Krug was able to take down Selfish Short in the Group 1 Invercargill Cup on Saturday afternoon, and he won by an absolute space, Krug. So this is a, a big result for... Uh, Kentuckiana Lodge, Crown and Chrissy Dalgetty, their son Carter, had the winning drive. So he was emphatic with that victory there on Saturday afternoon. Bondi lockdown, as we know, Steve, is now with the Cobbity Equine, Luke and Belinda McCarthy. He's doing everything right, and he is basically ready to go. But because he suffered that bleeding attack last time out, they're just sort of filling time, waiting for that uh, that band to be uh, uh, lifted, and then he'll be straight back into action. But uh, at this point, they're more than happy with the way he's coming along, Bondi lockdown. So it shouldn't be too much longer, probably only a couple of weeks away before we see him back in action. And stylish Memphis, the star Kiwi mare, who was beaten in that mare's feature at Auckland across the weekend, uh, she's already arrived back in Sydney, and she's back with Jack Trainer. The obvious target for her is going to be the Ladyship Mile. Uh, I think it's the uh, the third straight year she's aiming to win this race. She is in foal. She's been served by Captain Treacherous, but she has been uh, sent back to Australia, and she is back with uh, Jack Trainer in Sydney. Manhattan, the other good mare in New Zealand, that's low flying for Bob Butt. She was second, uh, beating home stylish Memphis, who was third behind All-American Lover. She's going to go back to Christchurch. Focus on those mares features in February. And then who knows, maybe even Queensland could be a target. The Group 1 Golden Girl is a, a long-range target for, for Manhattan, but she's absolutely flying. But she's got some uh, features in her own backyard uh, early in the new year. So there are a couple of updates on a couple of our star horses. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.